everyone, welcome back to the Shua Lego podcast. And I have a very good friend of mine. If you've been following us for a while, you know that I'm doing inviting people that I love, care about, respect, and value for what they bring to the table, but as just also for who they are as individuals. So Michelle been on the show before, she's coming back, and today she'll be talking about raising our teens, those teen daughters of ours. And you know, some of the tips she'll be sharing here will also help, you know, those of you who have teen boys. Um, but yeah, she I look up to her for that. Like yeah, I can do the emotional stuff, but when all the hormone hormones kick in and I'm like, what happened to my kid? <laughs> so without further ado, I'm gonna let Michelle introduce herself and we'll get started. Well, thank you so much, Shu, for having me on here. I so appreciate this opportunity to chat with you again. I always enjoy ch- talking with you and now to um, be speaking with your, with your audience and hopefully, you know, share a little bit about my experience having my own teenagers, um, what the trials and tribulations that come with that, I don't, and hopefully shed some light that you, that, you know, your audience members can, can um, learn from and incorporate and maybe take home to their own family aids and use with their own teenagers, or maybe just from themselves as a mom uh, <laughs> or dad, you know, how to get through these you know, trying times because nothing, it's kind of like having children in general, nothing really prepares you for it. You can read books, you can talk to other people, listen to what they have to say, but until that's really you, you have no idea. Nope, nope. I was even telling you earlier, like I do the emotional stuff and mental health with teens. I've done that for years. So that part I felt I was comfortable with. And then my own daughter turned into a teen. I'm like, oh, who's the stranger in my house? (laughs) What happened to my daughter? So yeah, it it is until you get there, you know, it, it, it is. It's, yeah, it's not always what you hear. And even if when you hear good advice or what you, when you read good advice, I think it's not to start having an opportunity to implement those strategies, then you kind of like, oh, now I get it, you know, now I get it. So you have two daughters and actually right now you have a young adult and a teenager. Yes. Um, so I guess just take us through that journey, you know, a little bit. How's it been, you know, raising two girls? <laughs> oh, where do I start? <laughs> I mean, girls... Girls are challenging. They have their own set of issues with the the hormones that just throw the whole monkey wrench into what you would expect a teenager to do um, because there is no predictability to it. And that's what happened with with my girls. Um, They, you know, they went through the hormonal changes and then just being a teenager these days in the society that they're growing up in, in terms of the pressures that are put on them, the social media, the cyberbullying, it just, it's such a different world than I think most of us grew up in. So that had a really, real impact on what happened to them and how they responded and the issues that they encountered and the pressures that they felt. And it kind of snowballed at some point out of control. And it really, was an awesome learning lesson for me as a parent of how I needed to shift my approach of being a parent because I could not parent the same way that I was parented, which was very much of a um, a dictatorship, authoritative role of a parent. And that just didn't work in my family for my own for my own girls. So um, it was a very slow learning experience for, for me, but I think now coming out kind of 
on another the other side of things we're all so much better for it so and, and i think i like how you mentioned about you know it is a learning curve i i, I think as parents sometimes we're harder on ourselves we expect that no you know that because we're parent maybe because we parent we're really parent another child it's like well, i can do this every child is different you know and like you said some of us most of us have not had you know had the, the parents with all the good intentions they had like it was all well-meaning but didn't always do the best you know they did the best they could but they didn't do the best for us and you know if if, if just duplicating what how we've been parent we've been parent it's not always you know the best solution either so it's as a parent even acknowledging that like this i have to kind of try a new way now like i have to try a new strategy i have to be open to doing things differently because our kids, like you said, are not growing up the way we grew up. Like I, I often joke, but I'm saying that I'm glad I was not. I'm not a teenager in this no, in this era. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm just thinking about just who I am as a person. Like I probably would be worse than my daughter with no, with the stuff that she's going through because it's just so much pressure, mm -hmm. you know, left and right. And it's not always like pure pressure, as we call it, like friends are doing something to them, but just pressure of life in this, you know, decade is now. It is not what any of us would have thought it would be for a kid. Mm -hmm. So they always live in this constant, you know, kind of we call microwave society where everything's always rush, 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 rush. So they're always kind of, you know, on high speed no matter what. And then, like you said, you know, hormones come along and then, you know, they're trying to figure out who they are and we're trying to figure out how to parent this new person. And it could be a totally different person the next minute you talk to them. <laughs> you know, so it is hard. It is hard. So what, what has helped you and what is helping you through all those changes as your daughters are discovering who they are and kind of building their own identity, you know, as young women, uh, what's helped you as a mom, as a parent to kind of, you know, stay sane, right, let's be real, you know, and kind of stay the course and what helps you personally in that, in, in your journey of parenting teens? Yeah, for me, it was Honestly, it was me making the change and learning to do things differently and recognizing that I needed to change because yes, I'm a parent and my role is to mold um, my children to be the most outstanding human being they can possibly be, showing kindness to other people, being caring, um, you know, all of the things we want our children to be um, in their life. But at the end of the day, I can't force them. And I tried that. I tried to force them to be the way I wanted them to be. And it, it just wasn't working. It didn't work. And once I recognized that I can model, I can coach, I can talk, but it's really up to them. And once I made that shift of realizing I need to change how I'm approaching the situation, things really started shifting for my girls and how they were responding to me and recognizing that they couldn't push my buttons in the same way they used to. And they no longer had excuses for a lot of the behaviors that they had because I was just responding differently. So that's really the biggest change um, from a parenting perspective that I've seen in, in our family. And um, I think that's one thing that a lot of parents have to realize, and it's hard, you know, you don't want to say, but that, you know, there's something that you need to do differently as a parent. It's like, no, I'm the parent. They should listen to me. I'm the one that, you know, knows better. I'm older. <laughs> or at least that was my mindset early on and not that long ago also. 
But once I, I took on a different perspective and an approach to raising and parenting my own children, things did start shifting for them and they became a lot less um, pro provoking for me. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I think many of us, you know, go through that journey, or some of us might still be there, you know, where, like you said, it's like, you know, we want to take on that uh, mindset that we're the parent, we know better, and we know best, we, you know, and they should listen. I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, but also if we remember that they're trying to become their own persons, the more you try to micromanage them, the more tension you create between the two of you. And the more tension, then the less likely they are to listen to anything else you're ever going to say. And then what we're trying to do in the first place just kind of all go crumbles, like, oh, you lose all of that, you know? And, 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 and I think what's been helping me and even as I, I support over families is kind of remembering that what we want at the end of all of this, after they go through the teenage years, what is most important is maintaining those relationships. Mm. You don't want to lose that relationship with your teen just because you want to be right. And then as they get, you know, they become young adults, you become distant, and then there it goes, you know, there's like, oh, my mom, yeah, she's that lady over there, you know, like, and you, we don't, nobody wants that, right? So this is when we actually start building that. If we want those long-term, healthy adult relationship for daughters and sons, this is what now we start building that. Yes, we can't let them do whatever they want. You know, there still needs to be some limits, some boundaries. You know, we, that's true. But I guess it's also the time that we give them opportunities to make choices, opportunities to learn from their mistakes within limits, and opportunities to, you know, kind of not only decide for themselves, but also take ownership, you know, of what happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you for really bringing, you know, reminding all of us about that. Yeah, so and the other thing that I also noticed too, just for myself, is that, you know, being a working mom, you know, running around constantly, I recognized that I wasn't giving enough time and attention to a lot of the things that were happening. So if my daughter was having a meltdown over something that was absolutely ridiculous, and I just didn't have the patience to deal with it, I'm like, really, you're going to cry about that? Come on you know, grow up was kind of my attitude. And now, like I said, I've, because I've taken a different approach to things, I kind of am able to understand her perspective. And I let my, both of my girls know now that whatever emotions they're feeling, it's okay. And it's understandable. And I know that's what the experts have always told me that I should do as a parent, you know, feelings are meant to be felt, you know, there's nothing wrong with those feelings. And I finally understood that comment now and because i've taken that comment to heart and i express it in those words to my children the response is a little bit different so if my daughter is really angry about something because somebody did something that really you know got under her skin and provoked her you know my response would normally be you know oh just get over it come on it's not that big of a deal but now i say okay that's understandable I would get angry too if somebody did that to me. And that's all right, just let the feeling be there and it's okay to feel that way. And given some time, it will pass and you will be calmer but, and you won't stay like this forever, but it's okay to be angry. And definitely from a mental and emotional wellness standpoint, like you said, yes, they have to be felt, but also it goes faster. The, the, the feelings dissipate much quicker if we give ourselves permission to feel them. 
why the one we're holding to the nation feel that way mom or dad you know doesn't expect me to feel that way society doesn't expect me to feel that way so we spend more energy trying to work against our feelings instead of just feeling it and letting it go move on Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I also like how you say, like, it's okay to tell our kids that if I were in your shoes, I probably felt the same way. But so the feeling is fine. Now, what are we going to do with it? How can we, you know, um, how can we uh, deal with this feeling in a healthy way? You know, and then it's okay to share with them times where in the past, maybe you struggle with that, you know, during your teenage years as well. Maybe something totally different. Sometimes like there's things that I cannot relate with my, what my daughter is going through, but I'm like, you know what? I cannot relate to this, what you're telling me, but I relate to time where I feel frustrated because people didn't understand what I was talking to, talking about, mm-hmm. you know? So it's okay to kind of make those connections in different ways. Maybe not same scenario, but same feeling, same challenge in a different, you know, situation. And it helps them know that they're not alone, that yes, those feelings are okay. And as you're talking, I thought about, you know, it's so easy for us to say, really, that's no big deal. But think about it when us women, you know, we women, when we're going through or, you know, different hormonal changes as well, whether one is pregnant or, you know, I, you know go study menopause, like we are crying about every little thing. Nobody, when, nobody tells a pregnant woman, stop crying. That's no big deal. Right. So think <laughs> about it. Those hormones affect us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let your daughter give her permission to cry. Mm-hmm. And even if you cannot relate, it's okay to sit there and say like, I, you know, you don't have to say that on your you say, I'm here for you. And that means way more than any, anything else we'll tell, ever tell them. And we all need that, especially in this era where, you know, people are not kind out there at school and online. They need people who let them know that it's okay, that I'm here for you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So they could always have that safe haven to come back to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I've said that to my, my daughters too. There have been times where I just don't know what to say to them to help them feel better. And I will express that saying, I understand you're feeling really sad and betrayed by your friend. And I wish there was something I could say to make it better, but I don't know what to tell you. And I think they, they kind of, they actually respond to that honesty saying, you know, it's okay. You don't have to know what to tell me. They just, sometimes I just want to express and be heard um, by somebody. And sometimes that somebody is mom or dad. Yeah, so true. It's good for them to know they can know, even when we don't get it, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll listen. We'll give the tissues. You know, we'll sit there with them and figure it out mm-hmm. until they figure it out, perhaps, but at least we'll be there. Mm-hmm. So you have a, you have a, you do awesome work with you know, moms of, of preteens and, and teenagers, um, teenagers, uh, mostly girls. But I wanted to give you a chance to you know, just share a little bit about that. You know, you have a big Facebook Facebook. I can talk Facebook group where, you know, that I'm part of as well. And you share a lot, lots of resources there. And um, I love listening to the podcast, all the interviews that we've done with different, you know, uh, experts and all of those people just helping all of us be, you know, better parents and um, more supportive to our kids in many ways. Yeah. So um, I run a Facebook group called the Unbreakable Moms um, of preteen and teenage daughters. And it's really meant to be a community, a support community because things come up and like it or not, and I was one of these moms, things that come up are sometimes embarrassing to talk about to your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, We feel that, you know, we did something wrong. We're ashamed. We feel guilty. We don't know what to do. And we don't want to admit it to our friends that, you know, this is really going on. But yet the safe, the Facebook group is a safe place where any mom can just say, hey, this is what's going on. What should I do? Mm-hmm. And it's 
they can get the support and advice from other moms. It's like having a group of friends that aren't your friends, but that can advise you of what they've done, what they, what they um, would recommend, what they've tried, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And so, you know, the, there's, there's no negativity allowed in the group whatsoever. Um, I've been part of other groups where it's not been the, the warmest and friendliest environment. And I work really, really hard to make sure that those people um, are not part of this group and that none of that takes place, that we, we are a safe, non-judgmental group where moms can come in. And I bring in experts that have, you know, talk about different areas of managing teenagers to, mm -hmm. to speak to the moms as part of the, the podcast that I run called to the Unbreakable Moms podcast. And, you know, you, Shu, have been a, a wonderful guest of mine in on that podcast. But I bring in different, you know, mental health specialists because that's such a prevalent part of everything that's going on. But I bring other people in like life coaches. I brought in somebody who was um, a tapping expert recently. I brought in somebody who's a homeopath. And I actually mm -hmm. just... Um, just spoke with a physician who's a lifestyle medicine um, physician. So bringing different resources to the, to the moms in the group to help support them along this journey of being a mom of a teenager. Yeah. Um, and then I also have another side branch of all of that called Unbreakable Moms of Faith that's really geared towards moms that, um, that are, are Christian in their faith and how we can use our faith to support us again through this journey of being a mom. Yeah, yeah. And both groups have been so beneficial for me as well. And I have to say, uh, as part of Unbreakable um, Moms of Faith, you send out these lovely, just inspirational and very life-giving um, emails. You know, like it's, and you can like, because I know you know it's part of your own devotion that you get to share with us. And it's been, I, I enjoy getting those emails and it gives me that moment to pause and, you know, think about, you know, whatever it is, that topic you're covering in that email and just like take the time to spend time with God. So I really appreciate that, you know, appreciate all that you do. And um, just I really encourage anyone listening, any mom listening to connect, you know, we'll share the links here in the description as well, but please, you know, we all need that community. I think about the, the, the overgroup of um, Unbreakable Moms of Teens and Preteen and Teenagers, how although it's not, you know, it's, it's people who are not your physical friends per se, but people, we, as part of that community, we feel like we belong. You know, we talk to people who actually get it. You can come there and, and talk about, you know, face something that you might, like you say, might be comfortable sharing with, you know, life. Sometimes you're not with your, your spouse. So that, like, they won't get it. You know, it's a guy. You don't know what they're going through. But it, in there, you can let it out. And we're there to support one another. So I really encourage everyone to join, you know, to join there. And um, it's also, I just want to make sure that people realize that it's not just a gripe session group. People right. come in there and they share and we celebrate, you know, the, the amazing things that our daughters have done also. Look, for example, you know, somebody, you know, would share a picture of their daughter's first dance, the prom, whatever, you know, so there, there are reasons to celebrate too. So when I say it's a supportive community, it's not just supportive in that, let me vent to you because I've nowhere else to vent. <laughs> no, right. It's also, yeah, it's, it's sharing, doing life together honestly you know yes when you need to have a uh, need strategy it's not just about venting but needing strategies and tips it's there and then when you have things that you want to celebrate you're proud of because your daughter maybe you know stop vaping like put it out there like that we want to be there and, and cheer you up like yay you know it that's you no know, progress it's a, it's a it's a, something to celebrate and you have a community to do that with you 
-hmm. So yeah, thanks, thanks for you know for uh, clarifying that as well. Uh, any last word of encouragement, advice, suggestions that you just want to leave um, all of us raising teens? <laughs> the only piece of advice that I have is you know be be compassionate to yourself. Um, you're, I know that you're doing the best you can um, with whatever you have in front of you. And you know, if we knew better, we would do different, something different. But we're doing the best we can with the circumstances that were presented. So just know that um, at least, you know, if you're part of our group, we don't judge you. Um, and that you, you know, you're an unbreakable mom just trying to raise an unbreakable daughter. Yes, yes, nicely put. Thank you again so much for being here. And just thank you for being part of my life. I, you know, it's a blessing to know you and to be able to partner with you on different projects. Thank you so much, Shu. I appreciate the uh, invitation to join you on your wonderful podcast. And I look forward to future collaborations. Awesome. Talk to you soon.